from Television City in Hollywood. You expect something else. From here, is this thing gone? This is Big Green. today, General Richard Secord, Governor Bill Richardson, and Pope John Paul II. Oh no, wait, that was the show from Television City. Welcome to the Maiden Podcast of This is Big Green. And what do we have on the itinerary? Um, No, we do not have General Richard Secord. I don't even believe he's a general. I think he was a colonel. Um, And no, we don't have John Paul II. He's no longer in this sphere of existence. And no, I don't have Governor Bill Richardson. He would never be on this show. He would never be willing to submit to the show. Um... So, all I have today is me, Joe Perry, of Big Green, um, and a uh, blank sheet of paper. And I'm sitting here in the basement of the Cheney Hammer Mill, um, the abandoned Cheney Hammer Mill, which we've made our home for the last, oh, I'd say eight years. Easily eight years. Um, and it's kind of drafty in here um i could give you a little door if you like you want to walk with me let's go and then we'll go riding around the town a whooping and a whooping everything within an inch of its life okay now the last part there was hyperbole we're responsible here we are responsible people in big green i want you to know that from the beginning this is our first podcast i don't want to sully this occasion with talk violence there will be no violence. Please come with me. We're going to just squeeze through here. <coughs> okay. And I got to get around the vending machines. Oh, they're like big old refrigerators. These things are, they weigh a ton. I can't move them. Right in the way of the stairs. Okay, now we're going deep into the inner recesses of the um, sub-basement of the Cheney Hammer Mill. And this is actually where the powerhouse of the whole place operates. Um, that's how we keep the whole enterprise going here without, without actually having a contract with um, the local uh, power provider. As many of you know, um, we're squatters here at the Cheney Hammer Mill. I'm freely going to admit to that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it in my eyes. I mean, the place hasn't been occupied, hasn't been used to make hammers in probably 150 years. And it's a little dank and dusty in here, but 
as you can see if you squeeze around the corner there's a oh a big octopus of a old um, furnace uh, covered in this fibrous material like you keep like pulling pieces off of it and, and and man it just like sprays all this dust all over the place it's <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh goodness oh man yeah really and it gets in your eyes it's very very irritating but um yeah one of these days we're gonna we're going to get a contractor down here and, you know, have them pull the place apart um, just as soon as we you know, get uh, get right on our books once again. Uh, as you know, we're operating in the red. We are um, we're a shoestring operation here at Big Green. We um, we don't sell a lot of records. We don't do a lot of concerts, um, at least not on Earth. And, you know, and when you go to the outer planets, they pay you in script usually or in some currency that is not negotiable on the planet Earth, which is kind of unfortunate because um, we spend most of our time here. And, you know, if you go over to Hannaford or um, or Wegmans or something like that and you try to hand them Newtonian, you know, Neptunian script, um, they look at you funny. But then that's nothing all that unusual. People look at us funny all the time. They always have. Not that I'm sensitive about it. I think what we're going to do is we're going to start by, um, we're going to squeeze into the studio here. I'm going to call up a little number that Matt and I recorded. By the way, Matt isn't here today. He's, uh, he's out doing some advanced work for our upcoming interstellar tour. He volunteered, you know, I asked for volunteers and uh, several hands went up. Um, man-sized tuber uh, tried to put up one of his twigs, um, and Matt raised his hand. So, um, because I know I can rely on Matt, I asked him to do the advance work. Uh, but before he left, we recorded a couple of little numbers um, just for use on the podcast, little kind of live performances. And uh, and here's one right now. This is called "Your Edward Teller." Essential for proliferating armor. 
inspector. I apply my science to the remains of pterodactyls and a metrodon. I feel I know them. Have a feeling that they do me. Yes, that was Your Edward Teller or You Can Live in the Basement by Big Green. Um, Matt and I performing. Uh, it's a cautionary tale about spending too much time in the basement. While we're, while we're down here, I believe I got a call from Matt earlier. I'm going to try to get a hold of him now and see if um, he can give us some insights on what's happening um, on his exploratory advance work uh, for our next interstellar tour, which is slated to begin sometime in late August, maybe early September. We haven't actually booked anything yet, but, uh, you know, Matt's beating the bushes out there, um, hopping from planet to planet. So let's see if we can get a hold of him here. Oh, Jesus. I do that all the time. It's like two digits off. I end up calling the time and temperature service. Let me, let me try that again. Hey, Matt, can you hear me? Matt, is that you? Hey, you. Hey, you in the ship. Oh, Matt, that is you. Can you hear me? Hey, Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. Can 
can uh, can you tell me can you tell me what you're seeing up there? I'm on an away mission here. Yes, I know you're on an away mission. I sent you on the away mission. You went to Beetlejuice, as I remember. Um, can you can you tell me? On this Earth of ours. No, um, no, I didn't send you to Earth. I sent you to Beetlejuice. Out here collecting some intelligence. Yes, uh, I, I know that's what you were planning to do. Yes. Some data. Yes, data would be nice. Yes, in advance of our. In advance of our uh, interstellar tour. Man-sized tubers with me, but I'm not sure where he is right now. Well, he did raise his twig. Kind of blends into the surroundings around here. No kidding. He's hard to pick out. Yeah, well, he's not too hard to pick on. About these surroundings. Yes. I know we've been away for a long time. Well, it's, it has been a while since we've been in Beetlejuice, yes. I think a whole month. No, it's been longer than a month. Everything looks changed around. I think we've been invaded. Invaded, indeed. All around me are tall, gangly structures. Very unusual. What well, can you describe them, Matt? They may even be alive. But how can you tell? They're certainly alien. Are you sure? Translator doesn't work on them. Translator? Of course, it never really works on anything. Hmm. I tried to communicate with them. Did you? Tried tying ribbons on them. Well, there's an idea. Tried tapping out code. Do they have a bark-like complexion? For a while, I thought they were responding. Really? Thought they may be using binary code. Oh, I'm not familiar with binary code. Prime numbers. Oh, okay. Anyway, I, I don't know what any of that means. Well, neither do I. So we're back to square one. Yes, I suppose that we are. I did think that they were flagging me. Flagging you. They have a multitude of membranes. Hmm. A multitude of membranes. Matt, did you... Very green and flat. Yes, are you sure that you... It seems like the only thing on them that moves. Uh, could you describe them in a little bit more detail, please? Anyway, maybe Tubi can talk to them. If I could only find them. Okay. Here, Tubi. Here, boy. Joe. Yes? I'm gonna have a look around here. Well, I think that's the general idea, yes. See if I could find some kind of familiar landmark. Um, yes, that's fine. Now, have you, have you seen any sign of the venue? Maybe the Statue of Liberty. Hmm. No, we're not going to play anywhere near the Statue of Liberty. Even a pile of guns. I told you there would be no violence on this show. No violence. Or the Liberty Bell. 
Indeed. Gotta find something. Okay, well, um, we're, we're running out of time, so I'm going to have to uh, ring off now. Incidentally, sorry. Yes? Sorry about the galley. What about the galley? I was trying to make a bologna sandwich casserole. Oh, I love those. In honor of Marvin's birthday. Marvin doesn't have a birthday. Or production day, whatever he calls it. Okay, well, then production day. So? know that McAfee had a vat of cosmonium on the stovetop. Well, he always keeps it there. Anyway, when I turned on the oven, whole thing went kablowy. Is that what that sound was? That didn't have anything to do with my decision to come down here. No, that was a voluntary mission. Don't you remember? Joe? Yeah? Really, I've got to cut this short. Well, it's a little late for that. Anyway, sorry about man-sized tuber. What do you mean? Talk to you soon. Out. Wait, Matt. Matt, do you hear me? Oh, he rung off. Damn it. Okay, well, I'd say now it's time to have a word with Marvin in a segment we're calling Ask Marvin. Marvin, can you read me? Marvin? Oh, I forgot to turn him on. Hold on. Flip a switch. Okay, Marvin, how's that? Can you hear me? Yes. Marvin? Yes. Marvin, we have a question for you. Question. Are you ready for the question, Marvin? Yes. Okay, good. Um, the question is, how much does the moon weigh? How much? Does the moon weigh, Marvin? Yes. Okay, Marvin, you've got the question. This is Ask Marvin. We're waiting for your answer. Working. Very good. Um, do you have an answer? Working. Okay. I realize it's a complicated calculation. Um, you just let us know when you're ready. Toast. Um, I think that's the answer to another question, Marvin. The question that was put to you was, how much does the moon weigh? How much does the moon weigh? Toast. Texas toast. Um, okay. Um, I, I'm going to have to have a word with Mitch on this. Uh, Marvin, one more time. Um, you want to try again on the weight of the moon? Toast. Okay. We're going to have to return to this next time, folks. Time for another song. This is One Small Step by Big Green, a.k.a. Us. And you can check out the video at big-green.net. Just click on the ludicrous icon that says One Small Step. Here it is.
That was One Small Step by Big Green. Now it's time for a segment we're calling I'm Only Going to Say This Once. This is the rant segment where I go on about some political issue that uh, somebody cares about, but perhaps not you. Anyway. Um... The thing I'm going to talk about today is is uh, the thing that's euphemistically referred to as entitlements. Entitlements is a term that was applied to programs, highly successful programs like Social Security and Medicare, uh, in recent decades to make them seem more like not such a good thing, even though they are, in fact, a very good thing. Um, Social Security is one of the primary reasons why elderly people in retirement are not um, living in poverty in huge numbers. There was a time when they were, uh, before Social Security became an operative program. Social Security, first of all, uh, being the larger of the entitlement programs, there's a few things that most people don't seem to understand about it. Um, I, you folks may understand this perfectly well. I don't want to presume that you don't, but just for the record, and this is something that I've written about on the blog before, Social Security 
is a pay-as-you-go program. It is at least nominally self-contained, um, which means it's funded by a payroll tax. Current retirees, are their checks are funded by the proceeds from um, the payroll taxes of current workers. And that's the way it's functioned for the last 60, 70 years. With some adjustments um, over the years, it's remained solvent and self-funding. There is a trust fund of $2.6 trillion. That's trillion with a T. And that trust fund is made up of government bonds. Um, so it is something that the government has borrowed against over the years. Very often, in the well, it's pretty much been consistently the case over the last 30 years to my certain memory to reduce the um, size of the deficit or at least the appearance of how large the deficit is. The federal government has conflated proceeds for Social Security with general revenues. Um, that makes the deficit look smaller because it looks like the government is taking in more money. They count all the money that's taken in for Social Security, even though that money is reserved specifically for Social Security. That's why it's so disingenuous to hear people talk about balancing the budget on the basis of cutting back on Social Security. Social Security is 100% self-funding under the current rules for the next 25 years. If we didn't change a jot, it would be 100% self-funding assuming that we meet our obligations under Social Security. In other words, that we don't refuse to pay on the bonds that have been borrowed against Social Security to pay for things like, oh, the Iraq War. Um, with some adjustments over the years, I'm certain that we could extend it further than 25 years. After that point, after that 25-year point, it would still be principally self-funding, it would just start drawing money off of other sources. Um, so it might be 80% self-funded. I'm, uh, self I'm not sure what the exact proportion is, but certainly 100% self-funded for the next 25 years. Okay, that's Social Security. So when people talk about cutting Social Security or considering Social Security as part of some overall scheme to balance the budget, um, as has been discussed recently. Um, what they're really talking about is using Social Security as a kind of a piggy bank to pay for a bunch of other things. So when they talk about the problem of entitlements, they lump Social Security in there so that the actual surplus that Social Security has been running at for many, many years, that um, the trust fund that has been built up for decades can be considered... Uh, fair game to be used to pay for other other things like tax cuts for people who don't need tax cuts, um, for endless wars, um, of which we have two, perhaps three, and uh, other things that are less worthy. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, well, that's that's all we have for uh, today's Maiden podcast of This is Big Green. 
I want to thank all of our guests today. Pope John Paul II, um, General Richard C. Cord, and Governor Bill Richardson, none of whom actually appeared on the show, but I want to thank them. Uh, I want to thank my brother Matt for uh, being available for that phone-in segment. That was great. I want to thank Marvin, my personal robot assistant, for being available for the Ask Marvin segment. Um, he's still working on the problem right now. I'm sure he'll have an answer by the next podcast. Um, this podcast was brought to you by America's oil and gas industry. It's not just for breakfast anymore. It's for lunch, too. Be sure to drop by our website, our web portal, I shall say, at www.big-green.net. And we will see you there. Check out our blog. Check out our podcast, which you're just listening to. This is Big Green.